All human thought, all science, all religion is the holding of a candle. Are we human because we gaze at the stars? Or do we gaze at them because we are human? When the stars were right, they could plunge the world to pastures in the sky. But when the stars were wrong, they could not live. But although they no longer lived, they would never really die. When the universe is vast and inexplicable, and you are weak and insignificant, then you know you're playing Call of Cthulhu. This is an actual play of Call of Cthulhu 7th edition, featuring adult themes and horror. Listener discretion is advised. Find our published scenarios at starsareright.com or contact us for help unleashing your own twisted tales upon an unsuspecting world. And now, settle in, dear listener. Intrigue, high adventure, and cosmic horror await when the stars are right. Hello and welcome back, listeners. Today, we will be playing session one of A God's Dream from Cult of Cthulhu, written by Chris Lackey, Mike Mason and friends, and published by Chaosium. Who are you playing and how are you today? How? I'm playing Aaron Max, and every character I play from now on is going to have a segue. Brayden. Hey, Brayden, 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 playing V. Carter, hacker extraordinaire. And all this talk of God's Dreaming has made me wonder of Hotel's Dream. Because if they did, they'd be sweet dreams. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> How long before the game do you prepare this? <laughs> Couple of hours. <laughs> 3 a.m. puns. <laughs> Noxicals. Okay, sorry, cat's about to throw something off the side. <laughs> We're keeping this. <laughs> Keep that in, yep. <laughs> Not okay. <laughs> Not okay. <laughs> You can do. <laughs> we should get Nox's cat to do all his roles. <laughs> if he just lines his dice yeah. up along his desk. <sighs> Sorry, the cat had found a mini bottle of Prosecco, which I don't even know where that's from, and was pushing it slowly towards the edge of the kitchen. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> oh, hello. That is a cat after my own heart. He's a classy cat. Mini bottle of Prosecco, yeah. <laughs> you just spoiled, like, his date. <laughs> <laughs> His date with broken glass on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> Noxicals. Hi, I am playing Josh Simmons, uh, and I would like to apologise in advance to the residents of Chicago for the accent I'm going to attempt. Go Bulls, Cubs, White Sox, Blackhawks and Bears. <laughs> Lydia. Hi, I'm playing Emily Strauss, and I'd like to hear more about Nox's cat, please. <laughs> and I'm Fedra, you keeper for the day. And I had a dream that I was God. Ooh, let's start. Okay. <laughs> it came true. So let's start on uh, an evening, uh, Wednesday, 8th of December, 2021. So modern day. And you have all gathered in one of your garages or basements for your bi-weekly poker game. We're just going to take this opportunity to uh, get all your characters introduced. Of course, there is a noted absence in the group. Uh, one uh, friend of yours, Carl Day, who has been absent for this week's poker game. 
apparently working on a case as he's a private investigator. And let's go around the room. Uh, you can describe your characters, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Uh, then you can tell us a little bit about uh, a memory you have uh, of Carl Day and your relationship with him. And maybe um, it doesn't have to be anything big, just something that gives us a little, little flavor about how you feel about him. And also, why don't you roll luck as a third point of action? Let's go. How? All right, I've already forgotten what three things we're doing, so I'm going to start by rolling luck. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm rolling. Oh, I'm rolling this very special uh, Opalite D6 from a lovely set from Fanroll Dice. 10% uh, off with code STARS10. But it's lovely. It's see-through. It's got like a rainbow iridescence. And it's going to roll me a great luck score right now. Let's go. Ooh, five. That's a good start. Six. Yes. Everyone needs to buy these dice. And a two. All right, you know what? We'll allow it. The first two were good. Uh, so that's 11, 13 times five. That is a luck score of what? 70. I will take it. Wow. That is the best ever. That's 65, but good maths. <laughs> you couldn't let me have it, could you? <laughs> I'm trying to work that out as well. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, you are cheating. Not intentionally. I'm just very dumb. <laughs> And of course, the other two things I asked you, which were to describe your character, tell us a little bit about yourself, and then tell us uh, about a memory you have with Carl Day. Absolutely. Okay, well, I'd like to introduce everyone to uh, Officer Aaron Max. He's a campus police officer with uh, the University of Chicago. He is 41, and he's looking not in the best of shape, to be honest. Um, he used to be in good shape, but years of sort of sitting around eating donuts and riding a Segway all day, there's a little bit of chub covering his muscles, and he's got a pretty um, beat up and scarred and burned face from a certain incident in his past, and a sort of a perpetual scowl. Uh, he's pretty scruffy. He does not have a basement or a garage. He lives in a sort of a cruddy bachelor pad post-divorce, so presumably we're not at his place. And if we are, you have to move a lot of like takeout boxes and stuff out of the way to sit down. Um, he is reminiscing about how uh, Carl Day is a, a friend of the family. Um, he's his uh, brother's brother-in-law. Um, and one time he took him and a couple of others down to the uh, gun range to shoot at some targets. And he feels a kind of a kinship with Carl Day because, you know, he's a private investigator. Aaron used to be used to be a real cop. Now he's a campus cop and he's a little bit jealous that Carl still gets to uh, investigate real crimes rather than just drunken frat boy fights similar. And also he shoots a gun a little bit better than Aaron, which he's not happy about. A bit jealous. Endearing. <laughs> <laughs> and what? An endearing relationship. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Lydia, tell us a little bit about your character and your relationship with Carl Day. And then at the end, as a reward, you can roll luck. Yeah, hey, lucky me. Okay. <laughs> so, Professor Emily Strauss is a lady in her middle age. She's fairly tall. She's got a fairly solid build. And uh, she, she's wearing an outfit that looks maybe a little bit sort of flowy and bohemian looking. Maybe one of those kind of 
things which is halfway between a cardigan and a jacket in a sort of jacquard velvet, quite rich colours. Her best memory of Carl Day is um, going to the Christmas tree lighting in Millennium Park in Chicago. And uh, they walked around in the evening all through the park and the lights were glittering and everybody seemed to be having a really lovely time and they sat on the park bench and ate pretzels and drank hot chocolate and uh, yeah it was just a really really nice evening and for my luck score uh, I also have some lovely new dice uh, from Fan Roll and these are gold with purple enamel they've got really nice weight to them I, I, I like them it feels like serious business when you when you roll these dice uh, that's a two a four and another four so that's a ten I have fifty for my luck bang on average mm-hmm very good Noxicals, tell us about uh, your character, uh, a memory with Carl Day, and then you can roll luck. I would love to. So uh, Josh Simmons is uh, sat sort of slouching at the poker table with a beer just to the side of him, pretending he's not taking the game very seriously, but actually really, really studying the people around him, taking it just a little bit more seriously than he probably should for a friendly game. Um, he's dressed in a kind of smart academic kind of way so maybe a little bit tech bro a little bit silicon valley he's got a, a quite expensive nice very clean hoodie on and uh, chinos and a polo shirt he's got salt and pepper hair and a little bit of stubble going on uh he's a, he's a relatively average sized guy but he's you know he, he's easy to smile he's got thick rimmed black glasses uh, and he tends to get on with everybody quite easily Josh's favourite memory of Carl Day is uh, hounding Carl to tell them more about the enormous black eye he turned up to one of the poker games with uh, one week. And after hassling him and hassling him and hassling him for hours, Carl finally revealed that he managed to do it by dropping his phone on his own face while lying on his couch. Um, so <laughs> it's a story that Josh brings up whenever he gets the opportunity. Um, <laughs> let's let's roll me some luck. I am rolling a mixture of my torched rainbow metal dice from uh, Fan Roll and uh, and the llama dice provided to us by lovely patron uh, Chaos Fan during our Secret Santa. Oh, and it started well. Oh, that's better. I got nine overall, forty-five. Okay, so, could be We've worse. worse. For a minute there, it looked a uh -huh. lot worse. <laughs> Wonderful. And Brayden. All right. I'm playing V Carter. Her real name's Valerie, but don't you dare call her Val because she hates that. Uh, she's sitting around the table in her leather jacket, uh, laughing hysterically at something Josh just said, uh, talking about the phone. Uh, she's got a handful of popcorn that she shoves in her mouth and then she continues to laugh and spits popcorn everywhere. <laughs> she has a shoulder length light brown hair and tan skin. And there are four things that you'll always see her wearing. A cheeky grin, a black band tee from some band you've likely never heard of, her leather jacket and her denim jeans. And she'll recount that one time when you were all playing poker with Carl and he'd just gotten a royal flush. And at that exact moment, as he shouted it out, his ex-wife had just gone to the bathroom and flushed the toilet and she thought that was hilarious 
and uh, she'll continue laughing and spitting popcorn everywhere as she recounts the story. <laughs> and uh, oh, I should have mentioned as well, she is the IT tech for the uh, school and she also enjoys uh, solving cold cases online in her free time. So her luck is... Ooh, very good. Thank you for this. Uh, fan roll dice has done me well with my penguin dice here as I have gotten a whopping 75 luck. Heck yes. Wow, look at you go. How is that even possible? The penguins. <laughs> That's awesome. So other dice kind of penguin um, on externally or do they have little penguins within them or are they, what's, what's <laughs> the penguin? Tell us more about that. Or are they made of penguin? They were made by penguins. Yeah, exactly. Penguin, <laughs> penguin skin yep. and flesh. <laughs> Genuine penguin beak, yeah. Um, <laughs> so they're like frosted white at the bottom and then completely clear. And inside there's a tiny little happy looking penguin standing on the uh, frosted white snow. So it's like a little nature scene. It's great. That's Amazing. Adorable. Uh, and of course, I will not roll my dice yet, but Fanro have supplied me with some wonderful gemstone dice that are called Cat's Eye Frosted Blue, and they're just this lovely kind of hue of light to dark blue, and it's almost see-through. It like reflects the light. They're pretty awesome. Truly like cat's eyes. So I feel like if I were to roll luck, I'd definitely get 100%. Um. <laughs> <laughs> On 3d6 is times five. Yes. Uh, and uh, since you you know you have uh, your luck score newly ready, uh, why don't we go ahead and try it out? Uh, and we can all roll luck to see uh, how the tonight's poker game goes. Hey, Ooh. hey! It's all skill as far as Josh Simmons is if concerned. If you want to roll psychology <laughs> and add a bonus die, we'll allow it. Okay. Oh, definitely. I've got 50 psychology. That's better than my luck. That's a hard success. I can't tell what's better odds because my maths are no so good. I'm going to try psychology too. Failed the psychology. I got a hard success on luck after adding a bonus die for good psychology. I got well, hard luck without a bonus die. Oh my. I failed both psychology and luck. Well, someone's got to lose, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't bother with psychology, but I got a hard success as well on that. Okay, so everyone Ooh. took Emily's money. <laughs> I'm just hustling you. You understand that, right? Next time, next time I'm taking you all to the cleaners. <laughs> Somehow you all managed to make a little bit. Uh, besides Emily, who lost everything she brought with her. <laughs> <laughs> One of us is driving home in your car. And uh, you all <laughs> miss Carl Day a bit more because maybe you would have made a little bit more if she was there. Who knows? <laughs> or maybe I'd have lost even more. <laughs> who knows? And you yeah. just have a, have a lovely evening just reminiscing and having a laugh and playing a game. And then you go to sleep and it's the next day and you you go to your respective places of work. And then around mid-morning, uh, you, Aaron, the campus uh, security man. Uh, campus police officer. 
they're separate and presumably more prestigious. I'm very sorry about that, officer. I get to carry a gun. Um, <laughs> campus security officer, police officer, of head of security I'm officer. A, I'm a sworn um, <laughs> police officer and you will respect me. I'm very sorry. And your segue. And your segue. Yeah, absolutely, and my can of pepper spray. Uh, you find yourself within uh, Josh's office who is a professor of linguistics. And I'd like to know from the two of you uh, why you happen to be there this mid-morning on a Thursday, the 9th of December. Well, I work here. <laughs> so, I work here. I'm a, I'm a professor of linguistics uh, in specifically the Department for the Study of Near Eastern Languages and Civilizations. So uh, it's quite possible we're in my office or Aaron's running to me as I'm coming out of my office. Uh, let's see. How do you feel about donuts? I mean, everyone likes donuts. Is there any chance we have a uh, <laughs> mid-morning donut break? Yeah, exactly, like a Thursday donut uh, routine, or is that not going to float your boat? I mean, a Thursday donut date sounds you know, dreamy. <laughs> okay, lovely. So you can assume that just trundling down the corridor at like a specific time every Thursday uh, is always Officer Aaron Max on his trusty Segway with just a little box of crispy crumbs under his arm. Crispy creams. How do we pronounce those? Doesn't matter. Crispy Branded cremes. donuts. <laughs> I believe it's crispy creme. <laughs> Creme crisp donuts. So you uh, get off your Segway, you go to, to his office, you have a little chat and a donut. Yeah. I imagine Josh does his normal line of, uh, I'm just uh, I'm just saving you from yourself, man. As I steal a donut from his box. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, years too late, buddy. <laughs> and then, Aaron, you get a call on your phone. Uh, not my special cop radio. No. Okay, I initially think it is my cop radio, and I unhook it from my shoulder and say something extremely cop into it. And then I realize it's my phone, which has the same ringtone. <laughs> and I pick it up. Hello, is this Aaron I'm speaking to? Uh, yeah, that's me. Is this a good time to talk? This is a great time for me to do a terrible American accent. <laughs> yes. Um, Aaron, um, I am Dr. Sonia Sanchez. I, I'm calling about Mr. Carl Day. Uh, what is it, Dr. Sanchez? Um, Mr. Day is, uh, has, has been admitted uh, here at the Rio Grande Regional Hospital. Oh God, what happened to him? Um, well, he was found on uh, the 7th of December, two days ago, a few miles outside a research station in Antarctica uh, with severe frostbite uh, to his hands and face. Uh, he was uh, discovered wearing some kind of environmental suit uh, without a hood or gloves and he was clutching uh, a stone statue. Um, the Antarctic uh, researchers who found him uh, couldn't understand what was going on or how he came to be here, I'm afraid. Uh, but thankfully, uh, he managed to get on a plane and blown out here that day uh, to the Rio Grande Regional Hospital. Um, he hasn't been very well. I'm sad to report, but in a moment of lucidity, uh, Mr. Day asked me to call you uh, 
he said your family friend and he insisted it, it was a matter of life and death uh and that um someone was uh coming after him and the statue uh soon after um, he descended into a heightened state of uh, psychosis and had to be uh, sedated, uh, sadly. Um, uh, do, do you know if uh, Mr. Day has any uh, family I could call? And also, do you have any idea uh, why uh, he was in Antarctica? What? Slow down a second there, Doc. I must have misheard you. He was found where? Um, uh, outside a research station in Antarctica wearing... Um, no, 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 sorry. Outside in Antarctica, you're, you're talking about the South Pole? Uh, and yes, that, that is Antarctica. We're and definitely talking about a Carl Day. Private investigator lives here in Chicago. That is, uh, that is uh, what, what he reported and uh, that, that is correct. Well, we saw be, his ID. There uh, must be some kind of mistake, Doc. I'm sorry, but I, I, saw, I saw Carl last week. There's no way he made it to the South Pole. Uh, the day before yesterday, there's just, there's no way it's the same guy. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what to say. Is there someone else I could contact? A, a direct family member, perhaps? Uh, well, 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 uh, yeah, let me, uh, I'll give you a number, but I'll, I'll come and check it out. I mean, if someone's impersonating him or there's, there's no way, but I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll come down to the hospital and check it out for sure. To, to, uh, Rio Grande? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll, uh... South America? Wait, he's where now? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I thought maybe he was just out of town. <laughs> You're calling from where, Doc? Uh, Rio Grande Hospital is in Argentina. Argentina? Oh, wow. I thought maybe you maybe you meant just out of state or... Argentina. Okay. Uh, no, I will not be coming down there today. But uh, yeah, sure. I can give you the number. Uh, he's my he's my brother's brother-in-law. Yeah, let me just just hang on a second, and he'll um he'll like you know put his phone on speaker and then check his contacts and then mm -hmm. give us some emergency contact details. Uh, thank you. Um, we'll report uh, back about his progress. Yeah, please. Uh, you said he's sorry. He's in a state of psychosis. He was found holding a what now? I just I I can't wrap my head around this guy. Uh. Uh, yes, um, uh, I only glimpsed at it. It was uh, some some strange uh, statue of some sort. Uh, I, I'm afraid he's uh, not doing too well, but we're hoping in a few days he might be in a better state to talk and explain more about why he ended up in Antarctica with a very um, um, in unsuitable att attire on him. Wow. I just, uh, I mean, that is... Wow. Okay. Uh, I'll let you get to call on his family. Uh, thank you, Doc. Uh, look forward to hearing back when you know more. Uh, thank you. Um, goodbye. I will spin my segue round and... Uh... Wait, no, I'm still in Josh's office. Yeah, I? you're in Josh's office having a donut. <laughs> he was there for this. Okay. Yeah, so during that conversation, I think Josh's eyebrows have been slowly going higher and higher and higher <laughs> until they basically disappear above his hairline. Like, did... Holy crap. <laughs> He's in Antarctica? What? Uh, was. I mean, <laughs> there's no way this is our Carl Day, right? I mean, they've not ID'd him. They haven't talked to any family. I think it's just some... I don't know how she got my number. That's the weird bit. Well... <laughs> 
I mean, the only other option is that some crazy guy in Antarctica claimed to be Carl Day. Listen, stranger things have happened, buddy. But, uh, yeah, if he's some crank who knows my number and Carl's name, that's... I mean... I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna send him a text. I mean, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> He'll laugh about it, right? He's wherever he is, working some case in town. He's he's gonna get a kick out of this. Well, yeah. And I think Josh is immediately gonna text. Just checking in. Sorry, we missed you at poker. When are we gonna see you next? Um. All right. You send that text. Do I get? the little tick that says it was delivered. <laughs> you do, and actually a few minutes later, you get a call. Hello? Hey, old pal, how are things at your neck of the woods? It's me, Carl. How's my main man, Darius? Is still singing his heart out? Oh, by the way, did you catch the latest episode of All the Murders in the Building last month? What a plot twist. <laughs> Uh, I, no spoilers, I'm a bit behind. <laughs> so, Darius is fine, and you're okay? Where are you right now? Oh, yeah, you know, just, uh, just my office, my home, working on the newest case. I, I saw your text. Uh, I'm sorry I missed poker night. Uh, and, uh, you know, I've been thinking we haven't had a cup of coffee in a while. We should do that uh, this evening, if possible. Uh, would you be able to meet me uh, in this evening at 8 p.m., let's say, in the Insomnia Coffee House, uh, Chicago? Uh, yeah, de definitely. Uh, th that, uh, I mean, do you need, um, do you need to consult me on something? That, that was really fun last time. Oh, uh, well, you got me. You got me. Uh, I do miss you, but, well, uh, I've been working on a case, you see, and, uh, I've uncovered some strange writings. I, I do need help, uh, deciphering them. And I know you're the man for that job. And, uh, maybe you know a few people who can help, uh, please bring them along. Yeah, I, I, I can bring the whole gang. You're definitely okay and you're definitely here in Chicago, right? Uh, yeah. Why, why do you ask that? Have you had to travel? He's mouthing like, put, put me on, put, put it on speaker. <laughs> oh, hang on, hang on, I'm gonna put you on speaker. You're, um, you're, what even are you guys, like? Step brother in law? What, what? He's my brother's brother in law. Let's not make it listen. Carl, oh, hey, hey, Aaron, you, you can come too if you like. I, I know you don't know many languages, but you know, the more the merrier. You know I'll be there, but listen, uh, <laughs> buddy, I gotta tell you, I just got the weirdest effing phone call. And I'm sorry, I like, I didn't think on my feet, but uh, I, I gave a. Wait, is he married? Who would it be as emergency contact? Uh. Ex-wife, maybe one of the ex-wives. <laughs> one of his many ex-wives. <laughs> Listen, Just I can't... Very I... quickly, before Aaron goes too far, Phaedra, mm -hmm. was the conversation with Carl Day as slightly awkward as I felt it was? Uh... Like, did I feel like he was saying, this is a thing that I know you enjoy because I am definitely your real friend? Uh, no, he's always weird. He's always... He's always uh, a bit weird. Okay. He's always a bit All weird, right. yeah. Possibly a tiny bit drunk. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm not going to stop Aaron from talking about it then. 
All right, then, uh, yeah, Aaron continues. I I gave her, sorry, man, it was a it was a doctor from like a, an Argentinian hospital. I gave her one of your ex-wife's uh, numbers. She wanted an emergency contact. She said they checked you in, buddy. Get this. She said they found you in Adar in Adar. I can't do it. I can't do it with an American <laughs> accent. They in found Ad you in Antarctica. <laughs> Antarctica. Awful. Um, <laughs> and you weren't wearing no proper clothes, and you was like holding a weird statue. I don't know who they. Hey, found, hey, buddy. hey! Is this some kind of prank? I remember last month you called me. You asked if my refrigerator was running. I'm not falling for it. I prefer that one. Okay, Just, that was you know? hilarious. <laughs> but no, listen. If this is a prank, it's on both of us. Okay, <laughs> this lady claimed to be a doctor, and. She said she had you in a hospital in some kind of psychotic episode. So Josh, saying, Josh, did Aaron have some late night cheese again? Because it sounds like he's had some wild dreams. You might want to call your exes and just tell them they might get a weird phone call and it's nothing to worry about because you're not in a hospital all right. in Argentina. I'm just, I'm just letting you know, buddy. I'll see you later. All right, all right. Well, let's let's talk about it more in person. It's very confusing stuff. Whatever. Uh, you're telling me. Uh, okay. See you yeah, tonight, so man. See you tonight. Looking forward to it, bud. So, I'll look over to Aaron. So that was just a prank, right? <laughs> I mean, that weird call was some sort of weird-ass prank. Yeah, it's gotta be, doesn't it? Just somebody who has my number and knows I know Carl and just... I mean, <laughs> they have me going, I won't lie. She did, she did sound kind of Argentinian. I mean, it's not... She did. My field of expertise, <laughs> but... Well, this is Chicago, man. I mean, it's a melting pot. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. Can you see the number? Can I? Or is it, like, number withheld, private number? Yeah, you can see the number. It's It has a possibly an Argentinian uh, ah. code. Yeah, I'm going to quickly Google the number. Yeah. Sorry, other search engines are available. I'm going to search for the number on the interwebs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it starts. With, it says uh, Argentinian uh, country code, and it potentially is listed in a directory under the Rio Grande Regional Hospital. The number is legit, man. With uh, maybe the like little profile of uh, Doctor Sanchez, uh, one of the GPs. Shit. Well, that is... that's real weird. She's the real deal. So somebody pulled the wool over her eyes, claimed to be Carl, knew my number. I mean, who the hey, hell has hey, she hey, got hey, in that hey. hospital? The only person I know who could pull this off is V. <laughs> oh, right? my God. Yeah. I'm... Right? This has got to be her. <laughs> it ain't even April Fool's. I mean, that's... That's weird, even for her, but yeah, she could, I guess. Okay, well, let, let's drag her along tonight and we can <laughs> tell her we caught her, I guess. It's a weird joke, though, man. Uh, she's, she is pretty weird sometimes, I mean, I, but that's, I mean, yeah, we gotta find out what she's playing at. Uh, she's cool. Yeah, she's been a bit recently, I, yeah, it'll be, it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Just the vibe with me and her. it's not important. Really? Do I need a psychology role or is it really obvious? <laughs> <laughs> Probably really obvious. He's not a very subtle guy. Yeah, I, I guess, you know, sometimes 
relationships get complicated. I get it. Whoa, relationships. Let's not. We're just <laughs> friends, okay? We're hey, buddy, we're just, buddy. just in the loosest sense of the word, you and I have a relationship. We meet for donuts every Thursday. You could okay. call it a date. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, look, it's a date uh, this evening, 8 p.m. I'll see you at the Insomnia Coffee House, all right? You take it easy. I got to get on my rounds. Okay. See you this evening, sweet cheeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you gonna, you're going to invite the others in the meantime, or...? I will definitely, definitely... So, if he wants to consult me on something to do with language, I'm going to invite uh, Emily, and mm-hmm. I'm going to invite V, because I want to say, Uh, caught you! <laughs> um, so, yeah, definitely. Uh, you, of course, uh, Joss, are not a big fan of the Insomnia Coffee House, because you feel like uh, it's a real condition that shouldn't be made fun of. Uh, or trivialized. Oh by... God, of course, yes. <laughs> Name a coffee house after it. <laughs> Wait, what is this? Is this your? Uh, do you have uh, a mania? My, my character has insomnia. Uh, <laughs> and an internet addiction. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're fast forwarding to uh, this evening, uh, 8 p.m. at one seven two two West Grand Avenue, Chicago at the Insomnia Coffee House. It is a small coffee house, uh, and I have a picture to share with you. It's a cute little mug with eyes on it, wide open, and it almost makes you feel like they're contributing to your insomnia by giving you late night coffee. <laughs> Super creepy looking, honestly. That, that logo is horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I'm too scared to sleep. Can't sleep. Coffee will eat me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you are at the Insomnia Coffee House. You walk inside, sit down, and as you wait, uh, the sky turns black and heavy rain begins to fall. And you're all there and you can uh, have a chat if you like. Not all there. Carl hasn't arrived yet. So, uh, V. Yeah. Had a had a busy day? <laughs> I mean, a couple of kids needed help. Other than that, this, this weather is kind of kind of chilly, huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> the weather is uh you might almost call it Antarctic. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, it's December. It's always chilly in December, Josh. Come on, don't pull my goddamn leg. Look, don't play dumb, V. I, I know I haven't been answering your calls, but like that was a pretty, that was pretty weird. Okay, getting a doctor to call me. It wasn't the real doctor, you idiot. She set the number up with I don't know computer stuff. Well, I don't know how she makes it work. Is that a thing? Can people do that with a computer? Really? Spoof numbers? Yeah, of course Are they real? can. Seriously? Oh come on! It, it, it's got to be some kind of frat boy's girlfriend having a prank or you know the frat boy's girlfriend's sister or something you know is is I, this some kind of like fr- fraternity initiation hazing they got to you know play a prank on a security guard i bet you that's what it is i don't hand out my private phone number to frat boys okay and he gives v like a hard look come on that was weird i'm not, i didn't hand your f- number out to i know things are weird, but... And you've been colder towards me than Antarctica, but I wouldn't set you up like that. 
And that reminds me of a cool joke. You ready? <laughs> <laughs> Do we have to? Yeah, just be quiet for a second. So, what <laughs> what did the explorers say when they first saw Antarctica? Icy land. Get it? Ice. Icy. Icy land. <laughs> Anyways, it wasn't me. That that was that was painful. Come on. I I just I can't believe it. The joke or that it wasn't you. Uh, can I can I can I psychology V? Do I think she genuinely doesn't know anything about it? Yeah, go for it if you like. Because yeah, I'm pretty good with that. I'm pretty good with that. And it's important to tick some skills that I won't get to advance. Um, <laughs> Thirty-one. I have succeeded. She seems to genuinely have no idea what you're talking about. You're serious, aren't you? You, you don't know. You don't know anything about it. Yeah. No. I told you, frat boys. So, somebody call Paul Blart's uh, mobile <laughs> number earlier. Hey, easy. <laughs> Sorry, man. Somebody called, claimed to be a doctor from the Rio Grande Hospital in Argentina. She sounded like a doctor too. She had the act down pat. Yeah. I mean, she obviously wasn't speaking in her first language. She was obviously having to, you know, think about what she was saying. And... She said that Carl Day had been found outside a research station in Antarctica. No hood or gloves, clutching a stone statue, severe frostbite, completely mad, and uh, had asked that somebody call Aaron. Yeah, me, right? I spent a lot of time in South America. Do you, do you remember anything about the accent? You know, whether it was definitely an Argentinian accent as opposed to, say, oh. Cuban or Dominican? Come on, you know my specialism. <laughs> yeah, just clutching at straws here. It, it didn't sound Mexican. I can tell you that. I haven't spent a lot of time specifically around Argentinians, except for that steakhouse up the road. And I'm pretty sure most of the waiters in there are not Argentinian. Hmm. Look, I hate to interrupt you two uh, amateur sleuths over here, but we're not going to narrow down one prankster amongst all of Chicago's uh, South American population. There's just no way. Anyway, the number checked out as coming from that hospital. Probably That's why we thought it was V. Some Jane Doe down there must have given the wrong name when they checked him in, but it beats me how he knew my number. That doesn't make any sense. Carl couldn't have been in Antarctica. No, 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 no. Not possible, right? I mean, the guy's in town. He called to invite us here. He's going to be here any second. He's going to get a laugh out of this. It's hard to get that, too. Yeah, we'll see what Carl has to say. Yeah. But, I mean, it could just be a troll. These sorts of things can happen. I bet they could build a whole phony site. Probably fooled you. <laughs> ah, shit, I didn't even think of that. You think I should change my number? <laughs> ah, it'd be safe. But tell me what it is after you change it. Her eyes will wander, wander away to the roof and she'll stare off. That's <laughs> <laughs> ah, right, I can find it anyway. Got <laughs> <laughs> your social security number too. <laughs> I got this mask made of your face. <laughs> What's it going to need your mother's maiden name and the last three numbers on the back of your credit card? <laughs> He's normally late for stuff, right? So we're not particularly concerned. Not yet. Okay. Mm. Starting to He's, get the uh, coffee oh, juices. Oh, he's not going to turn up. 
Are we gonna we're gonna be like, oh, should we go to Argentina? <laughs> <laughs> should we go to Antarctica? Time time passes and eventually it becomes clear that Carl is a no-show. Does he answer his phone if we call? No. Shit, man. Ah, uh, come on. What did he even want us here for? Help with some translation or something? Guy's got like a puzzle? He said that he he wanted some help interpreting some strange writing. It's something he's asked me to do before, but it wasn't really strange writing. It was just some guy speaking in Persian. Well, he's working a case. I mean, maybe something showed up. Who knows with that guy? The call, though. The call from earlier. That Carl Day said that someone was coming after him, right? And this mysterious chilly statue. Yeah, well, it sounds like that Carl Day has been saying a lot of stuff, starting with the fact that he knows me, apparently. I still don't think that Carl Day exists. We could swing by his office, right? Yeah, it's not too far from here, right? Couldn't hurt. Yeah, let's go find our Carl, and tomorrow I'm going to give that doctor a call and international fees be damned. I want to find out what's going on. Hey, V can help you with that, right? Yeah. All right, nice. Tomorrow then. It's a date. It's not a date, but we will make <laughs> a phone call. That's a good idea, calling the doctor right. Yeah, I'll, I'll come. Uh, put on speakerphone. I'll, I'll see if I can narrow down the accent any. Yeah, all right. Can we call from one of users' offices? Sure. All right, Cole, after I finish my uh, morning patrol, if none of the kids are stirring up trouble, I'll drop around. You'll have to take care to avoid all the potholes on the way to the uh, anthropology office. They're a lot poorer over there than they are in linguistics. Sad, but true. (laughs) We do it for the love of the subject. Whereas I do it for the big bucks. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, okay. Assuming we all, um, I mean, I don't know, if we didn't all come in one car, we probably didn't come in four separate cars, did we? So, I guess we bundle into the various Batmobiles and head that way. (laughs) (laughs) Literally a two-minute drive. Stop. (laughs) It's raining. It is raining very heavily and it's very dark. And very cold. Mm -hmm. And Josh is probably wearing stupid canvas trainers not at all designed for the weather. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, it's uh, 9.30pm on a Thursday, a rainy, rainy Thursday evening. You make it to Carl Day's office at 1158 West Hubbard Street. And of course, um, it's past working hours on a Thursday. Uh, But as you know, the front desk is staffed uh, 24 hours a day. And there is a, a security guard in there. Hey, Aaron, do like the security guard code thing. Rev your segue. Like, you know, you guys give... <laughs> He's a police officer. <laughs> secret handshakes and stuff. Do you have passwords? I bet you have a password. There's a mutual respect, all right? But I'm not a security guard, I'm a cop. Okay, there's a difference. This security guard is also a woman. Okay, well, I'm not going to start listing the differences between me and her. I just walk over <laughs> and I give her like a firm she nod. and has some boobies. <laughs> Exhibit A and B right here, okay? And mine, mine are smaller, all right? Not by much. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm getting there. A few more donuts. But does she have a segue? 
<laughs> Maybe, probably not. They bonk segways <laughs> as their secret handshake. Circle each other like they're on the savannah. They do some kind of like synchronized segway dance. <laughs> uh, I just, I just give her like a, you know, like I touch my cop hat because I'm never out of uniform. <laughs> Um, so it's like an extremely informal salute and a nod. Um, she like thumbs up June says hello. All right, we've established rapport <laughs> <laughs> and a pecking order. <laughs> Evening. Uh, we're here for Carl Day apartment, uh, whatever. Uh, well, I, I can tell you for a fact that uh, it's after business hours, so. Uh, no one's in. I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask you to come back in the morning when Carl Day and all the other people working here are going to be, you know, here. I mean, this guy doesn't exactly keep to normal business hours. He's an investigator. I've gotten calls from him at 2 a.m., but you're, you're saying he's not in? Look, officer, I keep, I keep great track of everyone here. I know exactly who's in and who's out, and I'm going to tell you at 9.30 on a rainy Thursday, no one's in. All right, all right. I'm sure you do. Okay. Thanks anyway. Looks like he's not in, fellas. And ladies. I'll, I'll lean back and I'll say to the security guard, when did you start your shift? Uh, just a uh, few hours ago. Why? So he could still be in. Well, the previous, uh, the previous uh, security guard, Tom, said, said no one's in. He does work late sometimes. He does. And, and listen, uh, I don't want to cause any trouble. You could walk us upstairs if you want, but we're a bit worried about him. He's He's been having some trouble, you know, and I'll do that sort of ubiquitous bottle motion near my face. <laughs> could you just could you just walk with us up the stairs and just check that he's not there with us, please? It'd really, really make my day. Well, you can roll me a social roll and you can have a bonus die for being so damn polite. So damn polite. I'm very polite. And I you won't believe it, I've made a character with some points in charm. Yes. Ooh. I know. I've learned my lesson. Can you believe it? Social skills on stars are right, characters. I know. Ooh, and that, <laughs> that, I think, oh, it's two points away from an extreme. Okay, that's all right. She says... Oh, well, you, you you guys seem like good friends, uh, and you know Tom doesn't always keep the best notes. You, you, he's not as he's kind of phoned it in uh, recently. But let's walk upstairs. Make sure your friends are okay. I'm sure no one will be in, but uh, you know, yeah. can give it a double check. Uh, let's go. This is a random question, but uh, how old and how attractive would you say the security guard is? Because Josh would totally hit on her. <laughs> I guess, uh, roll me luck. <laughs> uh, 43, that's a pass by two. This is pretty, pretty attractive. This is, this is a muscular woman, which is, is good. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, Josh, Josh will ask all about her job and be a bit too interested and laugh a little too loud at anything she says. <laughs> As they walk up the stairs. <laughs> Is she wearing a wedding ring? Isn't it? Uh, she's not without passing luck. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and you arrive, and the first thing you see is that his office door has been forced, seemingly with a crowbar. Oh, and no. inside, the security guard, Suzanne, just gasps, and she kind of 
opens the door, and inside you can see the office has been ransacked. Your, uh, your buddy Tom doesn't keep great notes, huh? Ah, oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Oh, fucking shit. How am I gonna... Oh, oh. He said everything was in order. It's not your fault. Stay calm. It's okay. Is there CCTV here? Uh, there, there is all, all outside. Listen, everybody just back up a second. This is a crime scene. Yeah. Let's not disturb anything. How about you go review some footage, huh? People coming in, out. Anybody not recorded on your little visitor sheet or whatever. And we'll take a careful look around. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. You got some people to call, I'm guessing. Uh, uh, yeah. Ugh, the fuck, how am I gonna... Uh, we'll put in a good word for you, it's okay. Uh, thanks, but... Whatever. Yeah, but just, just... Don't mess with anything. Of course. We'll try not to touch anything. We're professionals. I'm a professional. It's fine, he's... He's a police officer. This is Officer Marshmallow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, well, um, I'm gonna be back in ten minutes. That's that's all you get, okay? Okay. So as soon as she's gone, we're gonna go mess with everything, right? Oh yeah, no, instantly. <laughs> yeah, not wearing gloves. <laughs> uh, so there is a small waiting room with a desk, a kitchenette, some chairs, and a main office. Aaron does fuss over everybody because he's not forensics or anything, but he was trained as a cop. He worked in the Chicago PD. He made it as far as detectives, so he does have a lot of opinions about not disturbing crime scenes. Mm-hmm. We're not going to touch anything. We're just going to look around. We can't be certain that we're alone in here. Shit. Unlike you, Marsh, I'm actually trained in forensics. <laughs> in my personal time, obviously, but yeah, I'll, I'll walk you through everything. <laughs> Well, look, listen, Emily's right. You're letting me go first, all right? And he will draw his weapon and oh. start, like, unnecessarily showily, uh, like, swinging it around corners and, you know, okay. waving his so fingers the... over his shoulder and stuff. <laughs> Giving, like, military hand signals. The ten minutes you have, you're spending yep. it showing off to each other. Is that correct? Erin's <laughs> <laughs> doing a quick sweep of the house with his gun and being like, clear, every time there's no one in a room. Okay, you say a lot of clears. <laughs> I'll just start rifling through things, looking around, seeing signs of struggle, what exactly they came in here looking for, open shelves, cabinets. Is there anything we can roll, like a spot hidden or something, to try and get a sense of like where the chaos is focused? or? Uh, yeah, you can roll spot hiddens if you like. Cool. I mean, I can't. I've got terrible spot hidden, but it was just a suggestion. <laughs> I've got 35. I'll give it a go. No, 56. Yeah, no, that's a fail. That's a 76, and I'm not spending 25 luck to make it a success. <laughs> um, I fumbled. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> First well, fumble is... of the campaign! Oh, goodness. Okay, you are looking around the whole place, V, and you kind of uh, pick up this letter opener because uh, Calde still does letters, and you're kind of, you know, playing with it while you walk around the room, and then you trip. No. God. <laughs> Ouch. And you try to steady yourself by stabbing the letter opener on the wall <laughs> <laughs> but it's not the wall it's in fact 
a signed picture of the 1985 Chicago Bears. Oh no. That you tear, but you don't hit what appears to be metal behind that signed picture that you have now destroyed. It's probably quite valuable. Um, roll me a, a d4 for your hand damage. Oh. Jesus Christ, V, you call this forensics? Only one. Okay. Carl is totally going to kick your ass when he sees that picture. So there's... Uh, you cut your hand a bit, but um, the main thing is that you've now spread blood on that uh, <laughs> that office. Oh my god, you're gonna have to explain this so you don't go down for breaking and entering. Yeah. Uh, you're not in the system, are you, V? No, no, no. Trust me, I've made sure. What's behind the picture, though? She'll rip the picture away. It's... <laughs> Ouch, again. With a bloody hand. Just smear some lovely bloody handprints all up the wall. With... With her good hand, she's pressing her bloody hand into a band t-shirt to try and stop it from bleeding. <laughs> Just is... shredding Carl's beloved memento then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a wall safe. <gasps> is it locked? It is. Bollocks. <laughs> well, I know this is good news. This means the clowns who broke in didn't even find it. Yeah. I mean, if what they were looking for was this... I mean, you don't turn the place over and ignore the wall safe. I don't think they were turning the place over for valuables. I mean, look, they've spread the paper everywhere. They were looking for something, you know, paper. You don't think he keeps his most important documents in a safe? Yeah, all right, smartass. I'm just saying, this ain't my first crime scene, all right? And you get a lot of incompetence. Just get themselves a crowbar and think they can... I mean, who knows? The... The guy's a PI, some husband doesn't want to be caught cheating, someone he's invested, you know. Lots of people would have a motive to break in here and try and get rid of something incriminating. Doesn't mean they're all smart. With any luck, that uh, security guard is looking at their ugly mug on the CCTV right now. Yeah, Carl knows what he's doing. He wouldn't have left valuable or secretive things just like lying around. What, Whatever it is, you're right, it, it will have been in here. Are there any kind of scratches or anything else that uh, makes it look as though somebody's tried to get into the safe? Because they could have, you know, picked, a, picked the paper away, the, the picture away, and then hung it back up again. Yeah, it's a key safe. Okay. Um, uh. And it doesn't look... Uh, I mean, as far as you can tell, it doesn't look like it's been picked, but uh, some obviously it's not necessarily very obvious. And I'm assuming with our spectacular set of spot hidden rolls, we haven't found some handy keys knocking about. <laughs> uh, I'm afraid not. It's not like electronic in any way? No, it's a Damn mechanical it. or locks. It's a locksmith or hard mechanical repair. Mm. Anyone have any of that? Nope, not here. I knew a guy uh, in a <laughs> previous life. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a little bit of locksmith and a little bit of mechanical repair. Oh. Uh, sometimes academics get locked out of their offices and stuff, and uh, sometimes I've got to fix my segue, so... 
Did you say it was either equivalently difficult? No. Logsmith is normal. Mechanical repair is hard. Okay. Emily takes a hairpin out of her bun and hands it to Aaron, like, be my guest. You want to go all fall out on this? You try. <laughs> I appreciate it, Professor. Uh, this ain't as easy as it looks in the movies, but I guess it's worth a shot. Yeah, no. Uh, this thing's uh, quite a bit trickier than the average uh, academic office. That's a 96. Uh, that's a fumble because, of course, my locksmith oh, is only 21. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so the hairpin goes straight into my eye. Here. <laughs> Hi, welcome to the hook of the adventure. Would you like to slice off one of your hands, spoil a crime scene, and uh, poke out your own eye with a bobby pin? Let's go. We're doing great. Oh, boy. Oh, goodness. What, what should I do to you now? I guess uh, with your fumble, this security card comes in while you have the pin right in that hole because you said she'll be back 10 minutes later and you've clearly taken longer than 10 minutes um and she says uh no 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 i'm not i'm not having this on my hands as well on top of everything else today uh this is west i'm i'm quitting i'm quitting i i'm quitting I, you're a police officer What's even the point in anything? First Mark leaves me, then I get this stupid job because I have to pay twice the rent by myself because finding an apartment in Chicago is impossible. And now this, Tom doesn't fucking do his job. He doesn't even <laughs> leave any of the cookies over for me that he got brought this morning. He said he would. And then we have a break-in, all the cameras are blacked out so I can't see fucking anything. And, and now you are doing what? I'm I'm just check it. Okay. Shut up. So you're single. <laughs> I think it might be a bit late for that, V. <laughs> uh, mm. I think I think I'll I'll start I'll start gathering people and sort of pushing them towards the door, and um. Uh, as, uh, assuming nobody resists too badly as we leave I'll put my hand on her arm and I'll say I'm really sorry and just so you know Mark is a fucking asshole and uh, start to hustle people out of the office hey did you leave your DNA in there amongst other things uh let's say no Fuck. <clears throat> All right. All right. Well, goodbye. I guess. Bad. Bad security guard. Bad. Bad day. <laughs> Fucking Suzanne. <laughs> she can't get anything right. And uh, you walk out of the office. <laughs> you know, watching the three of you talk to her reminds me why I took anthropology. You're like a case study. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we we had a rapport going until yeah. I don't know V went all ham crazy with a with a knife. <laughs> yeah, what the hell was that V? Why were we even holding a knife? It's one a letter opener and two <laughs> I slipped. I I can't help it. You did this to yourself with a goddamn letter opener? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jesus. Yes, but hey, the real thing to talk about here, Josh. You and that lady had a connection like nothing I've ever seen. <laughs> well, 
And she's single. Did you hear it? <laughs> I don't. I don't think I can exactly come back and say hi. I'm the guy whose friend cut her hand to ribbons trying to break into a safe. You know, I I think that ship might have sailed. <laughs> I mean, the ice is broken. <laughs> yeah, and so's the goddamn picture. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Are you okay? How badly are you cut? Ah, uh, yeah, and she'll look down at blood pooling in her palm. Ah, uh, jeez, let me, let me take a look at that. Thanks, Mosh. Don't call me that. <laughs> it's Officer Max, and you know it. You want to first aid it? But yes, I will grumpily first yeah. aid it. <laughs> Officer Baymax. <laughs> uh, I pull out a handkerchief or whatever and attempt to bandage my hand. Oh, that's a 42, under 45. Oh, okay. Uh, you can regain a uh, head point, V, and you also feel very uh, cared for. You get a heart flutter. Are you satisfied with your care? <laughs> um, she smiles. Yeah, yeah, uh, thank you. Look, just wash this when you get home, all right? You don't want to get an infected or whatever and put a proper dressing on there. So j just to check, Aaron, do we need to worry about the fact that V left blood in there? Uh, yeah, I'm going to make some calls. <laughs> uh, I'll just... Look, crime scenes get contaminated, okay? We're not technically responsible. For, I mean, I'm not on the force anymore. That guard's got jurisdiction till the real cops arrive, so it's just, it'll be fine. I mean, that was a dumb fucking thing to do, but it'll, I'll smooth it over. So, are we going to his apartment, or? I mean, yeah, we gotta find the guy, tell him someone broke into his office. I wonder who did this. Client? Ex-wife. Or... An Argentinian doctor. <laughs> I'm trying to stage the con of the century. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with connections to the Antarctic. <laughs> Carl hasn't been married to an Argentinian before, has he? <laughs> Honestly, I'm starting to lose count. Uh, he's like Henry VIII or something. <laughs> he beheaded one of them? What? <laughs> okay, well, let's, right. let's get to his apartment as fast as we can. Yeah. All right. Has anyone tried calling him? Surely we've been trying call to call him. him. Let's call him on the way. Let's call him as well. Yeah, someone call Carl again. We wouldn't have just sat there in the coffee shop not calling him. <laughs> no, no, we said we definitely called him. We got no answer. There's Let's no answer. try again. And I'll call the cops from the back of someone else's car if that's all right. What is your angle with the cops? That some stupid civilian who happened to be there got blood all over the place before I could hustle them out. And you know how it is, civilians, right? Ha ha ha. Anyway, yeah, look, just don't worry about any blood near the wall safe. Uh, anything else is fair game. <laughs> okay, what do you want to roll for that? Uh, persuade. Yeah, go for it. Okay. Please don't fail. I'm doing him a favor. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> No, come on, Opalite Dice. <laughs> they were doing so good back when I rolled luck, but that is an 82. My persuade is only 31. They ask you for the civilian details just so that they can confirm uh, that, uh, you know, a thorough investigation has been contacted and they thank you. Uh, I mean, she's not in the system, so, like, nothing's going to come up if you run DNA. Yeah, but they ask for name and address so that they can have a routine interview. Yep, that is 
legit and legal, <laughs> and I am a good cop. So. <laughs> All right, so now the police have your information, B. All right. Shit, he ratted you out. <laughs> you brought this on yourself, B. There's such a thing as protocol, all right, that we're going to find you either way. Aaron? Trust me. Hey, I know the law. It's okay. I'll smooth <laughs> this over in no time. She gets it. <laughs> It'll be a thing of the past. Not cool, man. Snitches get stitches. Yeah, I heard that one before, buddy, and I'm not the one here who needs stitches. <laughs> so, uh, Carl Day's apartment. 727 West Ohio Street. Uh, you know that Carl lives on the upper third floor of a converted brownstone apartment building. And there is a front and back entrance to the building. We just go through the front, I assume. We're not playing criminals anymore. There's a buzzer for each apartment. Are the lights on in his window? Does it look like we'd expect it to look like at this time of night with the curtains drawn and, and the lights on? I think from the front you probably can't see it. Yeah. Okay. Super easy to get into these places. Someone's always expecting pizza. And <laughs> it just rings every single doorbell. Oh, that's beautiful. Roll me luck. <clears throat> oh, I'm very good at that. Yeah, succeeded. Okay, everyone answers for pizza. But then is very disappointed. From we the just lack go of apartment pizza. to apartment. <laughs> now you have to buy pizza for everybody. Yeah, the door opens, but you still get a offer pizza to everyone. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, some of them don't answer, uh, including Carl's apartment. I'm having to suppress some rage because I absolutely hate. It. We live in a, a building <laughs> yeah. that's got six flats in, and I hate it when the delivery people buzz every floor because we've got the worst goddamn <laughs> doorbell. It is so loud and obnoxious, and it yeah. wakes us up. Uh, you go up to the third floor, and the first thing you notice is that, in fact, there is light from inside the apartment. You can see it from the peephole of the door. Are we just gonna knock, or...? Yeah. Yeah, I think we should. You got that gun, right, Aaron? It is already in Aaron's hands. Uh, no response, but you can give me a listen roll if you like. I mean, again, I don't think I can. I don't have any <laughs> points in it, but I can certainly try. Yeah. Ditto. This is where I fumble and impale my head on the door. <laughs> <laughs> we all need to fumble. No, no, just a normal fail. Ah, that was a normal success from Emily. Hey. Go, Emily. I failed. That was too close. That was a 90. 90, oh. okay. So we have just Emily. Emily, you are left with the impression that someone is inside the apartment, but you can't hear anything distinctive. That just, with a normal success, you just feel like you had something. I still just hear a ringing in my ears. Thanks again for that, Josh. I, I can hear something in there, or, or somebody. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I can't hear anything specific. Just there's somebody moving around in there. Should we... I tell you what, somebody, let's call him again, and then if we can hear the phone ring, we know it's him. That's smart. Okay, so things that occur to me straight away, there's a fire escape out the back. So, I think Josh will say, is the door definitely locked, or uh, have we checked? Try and open it. It's locked. Okay. You, uh, I'm just going to go down here. And Josh is going to walk down the hallway, 
and look out of the window that overlooks the back of the apartment complex and hopefully the fire escape. You look out the window and check the fire escape and you see a leg climbing out of the fire escape. Somebody's trying to escape out the fire escape. Quick, 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 quick. Somebody run downstairs. Let's go. Oh, this is a really good time for your character to have a dicey leg. And there's no way I brought my Segway up here. <laughs> Stairs, the enemy of Segway. <laughs> <laughs> like Daleks. They need to make Segways with like those three wheels arranged in a triangle, like those package trolleys. Then you'd be unstoppable. <laughs> Stair climbing ones. Yeah, stairways. Josh is going to pull out his phone uh, and start filming. Oh, oh, nice. 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 <laughs> because we're in the year 2021. We are. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Aaron's going to start hustling down the stairs at his incredible move rate of five. Yeah, can I get a constitution from everyone, please? Or everyone yes. running, anyway. The filming doesn't take that much. Can I get a constitution for finger cramps? <laughs> <laughs> I get distracted by Candy Crush Saga and fail to. <laughs> you yeah. get so many notifications. <laughs> What's that? Gems are discounted. <laughs> oh no, it's a Nigerian prince again. He <laughs> <laughs> really needs my help. Let me just take a selfie. Hashtag chasing someone down the fire estate. <laughs> Hashtag blessed. Hashtag my friend might be dead. I need Antarctica. <laughs> I failed. Also fail. I appropriately also failed. Okay. Um, God. <laughs> we are not fit. <laughs> by the time you make it down three floors, uh, whoever was there is gone. You, Josh, get a new camera with your flashlight, probably because it's nighttime. Uh, a man um, wearing a face mask. A face um, mask? Mm-hmm. Someone wearing a mask? You mean like a COVID one or like a balaclava? What's going on here? I mean, could be COVID related, but they're wearing a mask. A pampering one. Okay. Um. <laughs> They've got a sleep mask on. <laughs> <laughs> they're very um, relaxed. And uh, carrying a backpack that seems to be especially rectangular. Interesting. Um, and Carl's a relatively hefty chap, right? I'm assuming I'm assuming this does not look like the same physical imprint as Carl. No, it's quite a young, muscular, ragged boy. And by face mask, do you just just to clarify just why all of the sort of random shouting at you, are we talking about like like a sort of Halloween mask or are we talking about like a plain sort of just covering their mouth kind of thing? Now it says face mask here. And that's all I got. So I'm going to say it's kind of like a thing covering mouth and nose. It doesn't yeah. have to be weird Could and Halloween. Could be just like a scarf pulled up or, yeah. a, you know, okay. A snood, mayhaps. Perhaps. I mean, it is winter in Chicago. That's true. So, yeah. yeah, people are going to be wearing something. This guy will be easy to find. He's wearing a snood. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly a coastist. Yeah. All right, I'm calling this one in. And I will dial 911 and start, you know, giving the dispatcher, you know, codes. I got mm -hmm. a 2319 unidentified suspect heading down, you know, 42nd <laughs> Street, whatever. Yeah. Hey, uh, why don't you why don't you grass V up while you're at it? Claim she was the one breaking out of the apartment. Shut up, <laughs> this is serious. 
I keep spouting numbers and things. So Other... you've invited the police? I mean, it's not a party until the cops show up. <laughs> yeah, I've invited the police. Okay. <laughs> I'm a police officer and there's been a break-in. Do you want to do that? Or do we want to climb up the fire escape? Oh, yeah. I mean, we're doing both. Yeah, he's invited the police. He can't take it back now. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys, but that is what my character would do. Well, are we are we climbing up the fire escape or what? Yeah, no, we go first. I'm literally a cop and you're with me and we're going to go and like check in case there's more of them in there or whatever. Okay. We've been deputized. Yeah. Now, in terms of the fire escape, it is an icy December night in Chicago. Oh, my God. And it is oh, raining. No. Uh... I'm not going to say it's icy and hazardous climbing up the fire escape. I'm just going to say it's cold and dangerous. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, who wants to to go ahead first? Is it a climb roll? It's a a climb dex stuff, yeah. I mean... I'm not good at either of those. Same. Yeah. Aaron has a better opinion of his physical endurance uh, than he should, and he will absolutely volunteer to go first, because as far as he's concerned, he's a cop, he's just discovered a crime. He will hand his can of pepper spray to someone else, like whoever is most keen to be deputized. Oh yeah. Yeah, all right. V, he like directs you how to pop the safety and spray it, however that thing works, I don't know. Yeah, I know how to use one of these. I got online training. You can give me either a dex and climb or a dex and jump, depending on how you want to deal with those two missing steps. Oh, God. (laughs) Okay, it's time to die right here in the first episode. (laughs) (laughs) The real enemy is stairs that aren't up to code. (laughs) Yes. That's why health and safety is important, kids. (laughs) (laughs) On the plus side, we won't need pallbearers. We'll just carry his coffin on his Segway. (laughs) <laughs> maybe we need maybe we'll need Paul Blatters <laughs> instead oh my god oh <laughs> uh, alright well I'm not going to make anyone else do this but there is no way Aaron would pass up uh, this opportunity to be a real cop again for once so what was it Dex and Climb or Jump yeah well he's only got base in either of those obviously so and I'm rolling once and then it's got to pass both of those things no you can roll two separate ones okay let's roll Dex first he's got 54 Okay, that's an 82. So So you're slipping up the stairs and then you eventually reach a point where two steps are missing and you're like on all fours, like slithering up the stairs. He was trying to make it up with his gun in one hand, but he's had to give up and tuck it back into his holster. And yeah, he's just rolling. It is a side for everyone else. Everyone else, you feel bad. Uh, You still have a chance to stop him if you want to um, before he tries to somehow climb past two missing steps. He has barely made it. His pants are starting to slip and he's just panting. You can see the butt crack very clearly. Oh, Oh, my eyes. If you you can't do this, there's no way us civilians can, man. Come back down. There might still be more of them up there. Well, then they they can't get past us, right? Uh, They can go out the front door, you idiot. I'm doing this. (laughs) I love that. Okay, the good news is... He actually succeeded. Yay! So base in both jump and climb is 20, and that's an 11. So oh it's actually goodness. one point off a hard success. Do you want to spend wow. it? 
Do is wow. a hard success helpful? Yeah, it Do might it. make yeah, up for your it. lack of decks. Oh my god, yes! I spend one luck point, I'm down to 64, and yeah, just powered up by calling Josh an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> he drills Why? down. You literally full body slither up. You use your arm strength to pull you up as if you have no legs. Up the it's very icy, so it kind of helps in a way. Like it's less there's no friction. <laughs> just like sliding up. I'm and gonna you... stand in the alleyway and salute. <laughs> you... Single tear as this like sea lion <laughs> makes his way up the stairs. And you manage to drag yourself through the window and fall next to the bed in the bedroom. <laughs> Amazing. Catching your breath. Like, oh, my tears leg. flowing down your face. Yeah. <laughs> what an absolute honk. <laughs> what a hero. And uh, I'm assuming the rest of you go to the front door, or you, you want to attempt <laughs> yes, There's no way I'm attempting that. You take yeah. the elevator, you arrive like five minutes before him. <laughs> he, yeah, he takes a bit of time and then he, he makes it to the front door, unlocks it from inside, opens it. Uh, with a smile on his face, uh, the crowd cheers, and that's where we're going to end tonight's episode. On a win. That brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you so much, everyone. Brayden, Noxicals, Lydia, Howell, and of course, our amazing co-editor, Jason. You've all been the best. And a big, massive thank you to our listeners. You're all exceptional. Your listens, comments, and ratings are incredibly helpful. But if you want a way to support us further, please consider joining us over on patreon.com forward slash stars are right, where you get access to episodes a week early. Don't forget, you can get 10% off on chaosium.com using code STARS10, one use per customer only. We'll be back shortly to record Beyond the Madness for our cult elder and avatar tier patrons. They get access to behind the scenes discussion after every episode, as well as bonus episodes, exclusive Discord channels, and more. Speaking of Discord, you can find an invite link to our Discord community as well as all of our social media links on our website at starsaright.com and in the description of this episode. Come join us. Now, farewell, dear listeners, until the stars are right again. Before moving on to this week's Beyond the Madness, I'd like to urge our lovely fans to leave us a review and let us know what you think. Reviews help us reach more people and give us that extra boost of enthusiasm to keep doing what we love. You can find all the places you can review us at starsaright.com forward slash reviews. Thank you. <laughs>